0: Go towards the 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 last part of this first beast that uh, John is 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 setting in front of us, and and what we've been talking about is the the reality that in these last times that we're in, uh, leading up to that very last uh, part of history, um, what what we can anticipate is that there will be political regimes that rise up that that are under really the influence of satan and as a result of that they they have the intention of actually bringing harm uh, to christians uh, whether that harm is is of a nature that's politicized as we're finding out is true here in america or it is uh, a physical nature killing christians right so um, when you look at this this section the the key word to understand is is beast because what john what John is describing for us here is is he sees these two beasts and uh, last night we had here at uh, at peace a lot a lot of people dressed up like a all kinds of different well this isn't a this isn't a halloween beast it's not like a scary beast Uh, the word beast is meant to to signify something right we've been saying it's meant to signify a a beast comes under the authority of its owner right and so that that's really the the intention here is to say that, that that god god is identifying the fact that there are political regimes that are puppets for they're under the control of the authority of the dragon satan and as a result as Christians, we can expect that that more and more we're going to see uh, persecution across uh, the face of the earth. We sense it here in America, and and we experience it. And we've been talking about this over the last few weeks, and I think most of us as Christians recognize and believe that that we're going to see in an in increasing, uh, an increasing measure persecution taking place. Most of it will be within the within the the, the realm of laws and. Uh, will be within the realm of what, what happens in, in courtrooms uh, as, we ex- as we experience persecution here in the United States, at least at this point in time. Um, worldwide, uh, I think a lot of us know, but we, we, don't, we don't see it. Um, we know that persecution is, is moved beyond just the, the realm of uh, politics and law into the realm of, of physical death. Um, a group that I became familiar with, uh, now it's been decades ago, um, called The Voice of the Martyrs, uh, is an outfit that, that exists just for the purpose of helping, you know, Christians in America recognize that, that every day on this planet there, there is somebody who dies in the name of Jesus Christ and And for us we 're kind of over here we see bits and pieces of it on television. most of it is kept away from us, right? Well, that's intentional because it's all under the beast and um, so we, we don't get to hear really what what the whole story is with the internet. I think we hear more and more about what's going on uh, worldwide through these these politics that that rise up. When you get to the very end of this this first uh, description of the beast. Go to verse number seven. You you see that that what's going on is not outside of the authority of God. And, and again, these words in verse seven are hard for Christians to to embrace. But I encourage us to embrace them. It says also it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. Okay. So anybody who thinks you know well you know what what's going to happen is. You know, we, we, can over, we can overcome the beast and in, in, our, in our strength isn't paying attention. I'm like, no, no, you cannot. What we're being told is that leading up to the very end of history, uh, what we're going to see is God, God is authorizing um, these political regimes to actually make war with us as Christians. You're the target. I'm the target. You're the target. And it uh, and, and allows us to actually be conquered. That's the hard part, right? Most of us say, "Wait, wait a minute! We're the we're under God. God is the strong man. He he has the ability to conquer the enemy. So why why would He allow this? Well, um, for God, it's not a it's never about physical death, right? Um, when when it says that that the enemy will conquer, that that's physical death. Uh, you remain a conqueror. Why? Because what God has given you is eternity, life forever with him. So, so Paul is able on one hand to say, in Jesus Christ, we are more than conquerors, right? And then you turn over here to John, and John says, God has given to the beast the ability to make war with Christians and to conquer them. That's, they're not contradicting each other. What we're just recognizing is that we're gonna live in a world where uh, we, we may see physical death as a result of standing for our faith, but it, we are not conquered, we are, we are killed. And that's really the meaning of, of this term uh, here. Um, so I believe that as we get into this last time, this half a time, we, we will see that much more extensively upon planet Earth. And you know, it's interesting when as you're, as you're reading a lot of what's going on in our, our world today to just think about uh, the fact that we have literally billions of people across this globe that hate hate you and me, you know that that would say you and I we represent Satan. Okay, um, I'll get to this get to the very end of this, but I, I still remember uh, where I where I grew up in San Antonio. Still remember my dad um, one day calling me in to to watch this thing on the television um luke you know i I, that's my dad's voice in my head i can never get it out of there luke come watch this i'm busy dan luke do you want to be ignorant um yeah (laughs) i used to tell my dad ignorance is bliss i'm a blissful guy all right So I remember going in, and he was just, he was upset. And and what was on television were little kids, and they were in the Middle East, and they were burning American flags, and they had like M16s in their hands, and they're jumping up and down and shouting. And uh, I'm I'm like, what in the world is that? And I, I distinctly remember him saying, you need to know that these little kids are growing up in a country, and they hate you. They hate everything that you stand for. And I'm thinking, that's not good. I mean, they got guns in their hands. And he says, they would love nothing more than to destroy you and this country. And I'm like, why? And he says, because they see you as Satan. And this is what the beast has done, flipped it upside down. Um, We're we're talking about, and what he was showing a picture of were some Islamic kids who Christianity for an islamic is what a, a blasphemous um religion and so uh under the the reign of islam um what do we want to do with christianity subjugate it you either convert and become a true follower of allah or or we may allow you to pay us dues or we kill you right be and and that's what i was watching pictures of well those little kids aren't little kids anymore, right? And what we're seeing worldwide is a, a large, a growing group of people who have connected themselves to jihad, And um, and even those who we say, well, those all those people, they, they don't have guns in their hands. They're peaceful Islamics. They follow the Quran and still would say, America is what? The great Satan. It needs to fall. And uh, every, everything is happening right now that's happening right now um, amongst the uh, Brotherhood of, of Islam is happening in an orchestrated way to try to topple both Israel and, and America and um, the war that we really don't see going on. Because, again, we don't put this on television. We, we use politically correct language now. So it, you know, when 9-11 happened, you, can, you go back and you just listen and count the, the number of times that Islam is identified. Since 9-11, nope, nope, the uh, news media have gotten the the memo. We don't talk about Islam that way. It's a peaceful religion. No, it's not. So now we talk about, oh, those are radical terrorists. I'm like, well, yeah, there are some radical terrorists. That's true. But all of Islam has the same goal. And uh, so don't, don't be fooled by it. And the reality is that there may come a point in time in history, may come a point in time in history, where, where there is, is uh, um, a, a lot more uh, physical death on the, at the hands of, of Islam. And it's not just Islam. This is identifying all those world powers that have been used. And in, in this time it was Rome, right, to kill Christians. The, the blessing that God gives to the Christian. Uh, Comes in these next words. Um, You know, he identifies in verse number eight, he says, All who dwell on the earth will worship it. Okay? He's not saying that everybody who's on earth, you know, bows down to some beast figure. He's not saying that. What he's saying is, worship in this case is what? It's it's saying, This is good. This is right. This is where our answers come from. And, And what he's saying is, All the people on earth. That are outside of Jesus Christ will look at the at, look at the political regimes and say that's where our answer is going to come from. Okay, that's what he means by we'll worship it, and he identifies then everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of the life of the Lamb who was slain. Now here's the blessing that God gives to uh, to you and I in this time that we're living in. Verse number nine says, if anyone has an ear, let him hear, okay? These words come to us from Jeremiah chapter 15. He says, if anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with the sword, with the sword he must be slain, okay? When, when Jeremiah first spoke those words, he spoke them into the ear of Israel During a time period in which Israel was getting ready to go into captivity, right, and what he was saying to Israel was, "God is getting ready to bring his his punishment upon you, Israel." When Israel went into captivity, they would first of all, when Jeremiah preached these words, first preached them. You know what everybody said about Jeremiah? You're crazy. Never happened. Number one, we're God's people. Number two, he's on our side. Nobody can defeat him. And so they looked at Jeremiah and said, you're a crazy man, and you know what? Let's kill him. Because what he's saying doesn't make sense. Today, when somebody stands up and says, America may, as a political regime, fall, everybody goes, "Up, oh, can't happen. Number one, we're God's people. <laughs> Number two, we're too strong. I'm like... You've been reading any history? Because I think, I think some people have said that before. When Jeremiah spoke these words, he was saying to, to the people of, of God, you're, you're going to be taken captive and slain with the sword, and God's not going to stop it. He's still saying that to us right now today. We can we can sit there and say no. Our answer is is in a, a mighty army and, and a great politic and the right get the right president in and we're gonna we're gonna you know he's saying no 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 you're not getting this. I God w- will actually allow political regimes to rise up that hate Christianity and they actually come against it and you there will be death, captivity, the sword. And we're like well what's good about that? That doesn't sound so good. hear, hear him out here's what he says here is a call okay for two things here this is the call for number one endurance and number two the faith of the Saints okay so um, this word endurance I always I always like it it's uh, it's it's Greek underneath it is hupo and when I hear that word Hupo is, is like a hypodermic needle. When I sh- hype hupo it into you, it goes under your skin, right? So hupo, as is always, is, is, is under. Listen to the next word and hear, hear an English word here. Monet, You're under moaning. Endurance means that I'm under something that's heavy and it's, it hurts and I don't want it in my life. I want to push it away from my life. And yet I'm, I'm underneath it. Okay. So what is it that gets me through it? Well, This is the next word. Faith. Faith is what gets you through it. What you and I hold on to is the rest of the story. We know who wins in the end. We, we know how history ends. And so e- even if you're alive in that half a time, uh, if we're alive when when everything that we know and and hold as dear and sacred and safe comes out from underneath you the one thing that no one can take away from me that the dragon cannot overcome is faith in Jesus Christ because the dragon knows he's already been overcome this war is with the offspring of the child it's with it's with us and so what we're holding on to is a faith that allows us to say you may take my life but I will live forever with Jesus Christ on this new earth to come and so beast you you do not own me you do not control me okay um, I'll say one more thing and then and then we'll move to the second beast um, a few days ago I was watching a, a kind of a documentary and they were they were going into Matul where um, Isis had come in and started stripping um, the Christians of all the artifacts that go back for you know thousands of years and basically isis isis i think poses under well we're we're under allah but but their their aim is really not very i mean it's not very sacred at all we're going to steal this stuff we're going to sell it we're going to get the money for it and yes we're going to prove that we we are the subjugators of the of the world so you know i think i shared this with you last week they they come into Mosul. they they mark the houses with the sign of the Nazarene, if you're if you're identified by someone as a Christian, and then they come in and they give you the option, you know, to either pay your dues or to convert uh, or to be killed. And I, I just have this scene in my mouth in my my mind of this this one dad, you know, who ends up converting and um, saying, "Okay, I, I'll give in," uh, because they you know they took his they took his family from him, took his kids, and um, you know, it, it, the, what I can't get out of my mind is there's this dad and he's just crying because uh, when, when they brought his family back, they said, okay, you're going to convert. You're going to come under our license. Yes, I'm going to do that to save his life. When they brought his family back, you know, the first soldier walks in and says, uh, how, how old is your daughter? And he's, I think she was like 10 years old. And the soldier says, she'll make a good wife for me. And he takes, takes the daughter away. And the dad says to the commentator, I would rather be dead now. Kill me. And I think, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, Convert, no. Um, Bow down before the dragon, in no way. Always know that who we are are a people who will live forever with Jesus Christ and this lifetime is so temporary. If it costs you your life to stand in Jesus Christ, stand in Jesus Christ, firm and steady. And for the people hearing these words, they're very real because many of them will go out and they will be killed in horrible, horrible ways for their faith. And that's the beast. Where did this come from? Well, it came from, it looks like men who are doing this to us, politics that are doing this to us. No, it's, it's all under the dragon's control and that's that's the first beast okay predictable second beast all right second beast begins with verse number 11 and it's it's a little bit different kind of beast all right so on one hand the politic this one notice how different it looks It says, i saw another beast rising out of the earth all right so the first one comes out of the sea this one comes out of the earth it's meant to say that um this domain, earth as we know it, uh, will come under Satan's attack, all right, both earth and sea. This one, it says, had two horns like a lamb, but it speaks like the dragon, okay? So you, you can see who it is. That, that first identifier, two horns like a lamb, is important because it, it differentiates what we're talking about here. If, on the, if with the first beast we're talking about a, a political beast, This second beast is a religious beast, okay? It has, it looks like a lamb. It looks like the good guy, all right? Remember, Remember, I'll come back to this over and over, but remember how Revelation is written. It's written in circles, right? So same topic, just repeated seven different times. We saw this already at the very beginning of the book of Revelation. The four horses, what's the white horse? Religion looks good. It's just repeated here. Now it's religion is described as a beast. It's coming underneath the dragon's authority and its words are dragon words. Okay? Um, so that we, we, know, we know who we're, we're talk, talking about. Okay? Verse 12 says, It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and it makes the earth... And its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. Okay? So it's th- these two are connected. This, this religious beast is connected to the political beast. That the function of the religious beast is to what is to is to cause people to put their trust in the first beast. In other words, to say what 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 the political regime is saying is right and it's good because it's of God, okay? So I always stop there, and I think about times in history where this has been very evident and true, okay? So most of us can go back and think about Nazi Germany, right? And when Hitler begins to rise up and, and becomes chancellor, one of the first things he does is he begins to do what? Let's, we're going to kill some Christians, Jews and Christians, can always tell you that's the beast <laughs> Jews and Christians all right so we're going to kill the Christians and the way that we're going to do that is we're going to give pastors of these churches an ultimatum you can either stand behind and support the, the Nazi regime and speak well of it or you can die go to prison take your pick so a lot of churches in Nazi, Nazi Germany became what they became um, places that actually spoke dragon words. You, you would go to church and the pastor would say, you know, that, that Hitler and, and his regimen are trying to do some good things. No, they're not. <laughs> dragon lies. Um, so that, that's kind of an, an obvious picture from history of how sometimes religion actually will support, give support to the political regime of its time. Um, right now i've got some friends in China right and they're doing some, some mission work there and um, the one thing that they they cannot do in China is they can't speak ill of the policies of the Chinese government okay so if i'm a, if I'm preaching in in China I can't stand up in front of you and say that the the law that requires women to abort uh, every baby after their first baby is, is outside of God's will. I can't say it's outside of God's will. I can't do that, not in China. Because the minute I do that, I lose my license as a legitimate church, and I'm, I'm in prison, right? I become an enemy of the state. So, so in a little bit of a way, the challenge for mission, missionaries in China is, how do I keep my integrity as a Christian and and at the same time, you know, recognize that I'm under this beast that will 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 physically chop us off if we speak ill of it. Okay, just a little bit of an example in our world today. Islam is a great example of it. In fact, um, the reason I keep coming back to it is I just keep thinking about this this thing that that's both political. And spiritual can't separate them, right so in America today we talk about the separation of church and state true in Islam it's impossible to talk about the separation of church and state there is no separation there's a law the word of God there's Sharia the way of living out that law of God and there's yehad that brings people and subjugates them under that law of God the whole thing operates as both a religion and a politic inseparable okay it's what got a lot of people in trouble here lately you know i kind of like i kind of like this candidate um actually i like the way people talk about him this you you guys see this ben carson is that his name right he's a doctor and and i liked it what was it trump was uh Trump was up there like, he's low energy, he's low energy. So they asked him, you know, what do you think about that? And he goes like this, he goes, well, <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. But it, I think he got in big trouble, didn't he? They asked him, what do you think there could be a, 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 a Muslim president of the United States? And he's he's like, no, I don't think there could be. Well, everybody's attacking him because that's not the politically right thing to say. But what he's really saying is you can't separate, if if you really are a Muslim, you can't separate your your theology from your your politics. You can't do it. There is no separation of church and state. And what kind of brings me back to it again and again, just watching what's going on in our world today and seeing this picture of these two beasts, boom, there you got it, right? All wrapped up in one over all of history we've seen it in different manifestations rome, rome rome was not church church and state rome was state with let's wink at church right because a, as a state rome had a state religion but but ultimately about this time you you start worshiping the emperors and uh, and they know they're not gods but you're going to worship me like a god um in Rome, anything goes. I mean, you can have whatever religion you want as long as you don't challenge the state. And if you start to challenge the state, then we're we're going to make you illegal and we'll begin to, to put you in, in prison and kill you. Okay, so um, the point I want to make is, is is we've seen this in history over and over and over again. We're seeing it right in front of our eyes today where... The church becomes what the voice of the dragon and it's actually telling people that what the politics says is okay. Now, I don't have to look into Islam to find that. I can look in Christianity and find that. In fact, the majority of our Christian churches today, dragon talk. Here's what they're saying. These laws that our, our government is making relative to... Homosexual marriage—they're good. They're okay. They're not outside of God's will. So I, I can I can go today to tens of thousands of churches in the United States, drag and talk. It's okay to trust what that political regime is doing. Oh no, it's not okay. And the minute you lose lose the voice of of God of of, of His Scripture it becomes replaced with, guess what? Dragon talk. And that's why it looks like a lamb, speaks like a dragon, because now when the church begins to point back to things that are clearly outside of God's will, no matter what's happening in culture and the politic, the role of the church is to stand up and to say, that is outside of God's will. That is not inside of God's will. And to walk people through that and come back to this, I'm going to stand on faith no matter what um, you or the politic or the world or culture wants to do to me. This is how we are going to live as followers of Jesus Christ. Okay? So I, I take this seriously that it makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast. It's, it's just the church saying that that what the politic is saying is okay and it is in fact good and that you can trust that out of, out of man's strength will come our Our answer. Um, Verse 13, it performs great signs, uh, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. Uh, And then verse 14, and by these signs it is allowed uh, to work in the presence of the beast. It deceives those uh, who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast. Okay, I'll stop there. Um, So so religion is about signs, okay? And I always go back to the to the Greek Greek word here uh, is semion, uh, and it indicates that that I am pointing to someone or something. So when it says that I'm going to perform great signs, what 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 religion now begins to do is it begins to say, well, we can prove that we're of God because we we own we own miracles. We can do miracles, we can do things that are great for people and and now we're going to to use those things to say we're of god and that political regime is okay so it's sign points two directions we're of god and that political regime is is okay the symbol given to us here is 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 a pretty significant one Uh, it makes fire to come down out of heaven in front of people so that's referencing really that the great battle between you know god and the prophets of baal elijah and the prophets of baal and this fire that that comes down out of heaven uh from god so what it's trying to indicate is that uh in the last days you will see the the church again claiming to have its power coming down into it from god in order to do things that point me be back to the politic and say this politic is okay. The question that I get asked all the time is, all right, Luke, so literally, is there gonna be uh, some religious leader that stands up in front of people and says, I call God's fire down? Okay, not necessarily. Not yes, not no. All right, uh, could, could, could that be the case? Yes, in a deceptive way, in a deceptive way. But it's not necessarily pointing to that. It's using Elijah as a symbol. Right, to say, if you think about in Elijah's time, the prophets of Baal, what did they do? They cried and cried and cried. Their God did nothing. Okay. Um, Elijah asks God, and boom, there's fire. So, what you are going to have is you're going to have um, religion saying our power is from God, and they are going to be speaking in favor of the political regime that's actually coming. Uh, against God so it's not necessarily meant to point us to a physical act during which you know this person uh, or this religious leader calls calls fire down uh, from heaven but I don't want to exclude that either because I think it's kind of cool in some ways but um, it it, you know don't don't exclude it but don't make something symbolic necessarily fit into your your physical uh, realm um, kind of interesting to me. It says it deceives those who dwell on the earth. That's an absolute feature of, of what the church is doing. Deceives you. Causes you to believe this is from God when it's not. Telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. It was allowed. This is kind of interesting. I'm going to come back to this where it, it makes this symbol for the beast. It was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Okay. So, I'm watching the left-behind kind of movies. Movies in that vein. This section is a section that a lot of people will have a heyday with. So they will typically you know show this as some religious leader that kind of rises up and kind of gains the trust of the world and is able to call call these miracles down, and then one day they build this this you know kind of idol, and the the religious leader breathes life into the idol and the idol gets up and starts walking around and talking everybody goes well that's that's kind of how it's portrayed in." Hollywood, so to speak. Um, there's more to it that's going on here. Now, I want to come to to this word uh, image because it, I think it's the heart of understanding what's going on uh, here when it says telling them to make an image for the beast. Okay? The word image is iconi. So icon. Um, <clears throat> a lot of... if you you know anything about the greek orthodox church um iconography is a big part of it so in in roman catholicism iconography big thing you you make statues you make images to represent different saints okay um the term is more broad than that so another way to look at, at an icon is is an image of someone or something I want you to think about it this way. I'm going, to, I'm going to kind of westernize it for you a little bit so it makes sense to you. Um, think of it as a brand name. Okay? A brand name, a brand doesn't have life in and of itself. It's just, it's just an image that I create for you. So let me, I'm, going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and see how we do with this. If I were to say to you, I'm going to give you a brand name. Volvo. All right, can you see it in your mind pretty fast? Can you see that little image? That's the physical icon of Volvo. Now let me ask you this question. What does it stand for? The minute I say Volvo to you, what what, what does the brand promise to you? What does Volvo sell that most other auto people don't sell? Volvo sells what? Didn't take you long to get there, did it? Volvo. Safety. Okay, so uh, is that true? Volvo's the safest car on the road? Well, it's, it's pretty safe, but if you, if you hit it like a deer, you going, have uh, any of you guys ever hit a deer here? I'm getting worried. I'm getting really worried because everybody's like, yeah, we hit, we hit a deer. We hit a deer. We hit a deer. I'm like, oh, dear. <laughs> I'm telling Anna, oh, my goodness. We might hit a deer. Anyway, if you hit a deer going really fast on a Volvo, it's a safe car, but the deer, the deer can actually fly through a Volvo. I mean, it, it's just a brand name. It's an image. It's a, it's a promise that these people make to you. Let's try another one. See if this one works here here in Nebraska. Um, Ikea. Any of you guys familiar with Ikea? Okay, closets. What, kind, what comes to your mind when you think of Ikea? Other than Swedish meatballs. <laughs> what comes to your mind? What pops in there? Furniture. Is it expensive? No. Okay, so inexpensive furniture. What does it come with? My favorite thing: instructions written in Swedish, <laughs> with little men, Swedish men. And you look at it. This it is if, if you have trouble, call this number. I'm like, oh no, I'm not calling that number, right? So the the icon. All right, IKEA has an icon, but it has. A promise that comes with that right so um, let's try one more let's try one for the ladies Chico's okay it's clothes classy clothes okay smaller sizes than you really are the dragon speaks look I'm a size zero <laughs> if you're a guy you know what Chico's means Dear Lord, please help me know. <laughs> you know? Um, so, so brand names or icons of, is a picture of something that, that has a promise to it. Okay? I kind of want you to read a little bit of that into this in, in the sense that this is not necessarily representing um, a religious leader who creates some, some statue, breathes life into it, and it speaks. It's allowed to give breath, breath to, life to, breath is life, right, to the image, the promises of the beast. So that the image of the beast might even speak, well, it does speak. Here's here's what it's promising to you. This is my promise to you. And might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. I promise to be something good to you when in reality my desire is to what? Kill you. Okay? And so over the course of time, what you see is re- you see religious leaders who are basically giving breath, giving life to the, the promises that, that are made by the, by the politic in such a way that um, the politic is painted as good, right, help, we're going to help you. When in reality its its desire is to come against Christianity, to kill you. And so I, I see I see even in and this is this is minuscule, but it's true, I see even in the, the movements of our media today, when I say things like those people are not they're not violent, they're peaceful. That's, that's that image is what? Peaceful. It's not peaceful. When its intent is to do what? To to kill me, and so I'm causing those who are followers of Jesus Christ to be slain. Right. So what I think is, is is you've got a you've got imagery being used here that's trying to help you and I alive today recognize the the two roles of of these beasts that are under the authority of the dragon. One primarily political, one primarily religious. They, they serve each other. And in my mind, the thing that brings them together is whenever you find in history, right, these political regimes that are not just political, but they are spiritual, and they have a focus of coming against the people of God, Jews, Christians, particularly. You know it's of the dragon, and you can, you can see it. Um, so, uh, let's, let's finish with this last verse. Also, it causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Okay, we'll come back to that next week. What, what is that? Because it contrasts with, um, if, if you'll look right back over in chapter 14, I look, behold, on Mount Zion, the Lamb, one hundred and forty-four thousand who had His name and the Father's name written on their foreheads. Okay, so that's the contrast that we'll look at um, next week. Let's.